This is the Fed and Fit Podcast, starting your week off with motivational thoughts on real food and fun fitness activities from Cassie Joy Garcia and co-host Carissa Talbot. Cassie is a nutritional consultant and the paleo food blogger behind fedandfit.com. Cassie has also authored two recipe ebooks, Cassie Joy's Fed and Fit Game Day Feast and Cassie Joy's Fed and Fit Holiday Feast. Each week, she will be joined by co-host Carissa Talbot. Carissa is the lady behind the widely popular Instagram and hashtag NoCookPaleo. Carissa is also the Chief Operating Officer for The Paleo Mom. If you enjoy the podcast, you can show your support by supporting another great small business. Place an order with the Granilla Bar and use the code FEDPLUSFIT at checkout so they'll know who sent you. That's the Granilla, spelled G-R-A-N-I-L-L-A, bar.com. Remember our disclaimer, the information and opinions shared in this podcast are solely those of any given individual and not a substitute for medical advice. And here are the ladies. Good morning, everybody, or day. I keep saying good morning because it's morning right now where Chris and I are. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Um... Oh my goodness, what if we sing sing the whole thing? We turned it into a big musical <laughs> podcast. Good morning, good morning. Oh uh, my gosh, that would be really I don't think anyone would listen. It'd be really entertaining for us at least. Maybe we'll do that today. We'll do a bloopers. Anyways, a bloopers. sorry. Back on track. <laughs> We are so glad to have you guys with us again. Um, we've got a really fun topic that, you know, it comes up a lot, but it's hard to put your thumb on exactly how to address it or work with it. Um, so we're, we're excited to address that today. Chris, are you having a good day so far? I cannot complain. I am happy as a clam. Oh, doesn't that, when people say that, doesn't that, it makes me think of uh, Alice in Wonderland. I think they're clams when the walrus goes down into the ocean. Yes. Yeah. And there's all those little happy clams when people mm-hmm. say happy. I'm a very visual person. And when people <laughs> say happy as a clam, I just imagine all these little smiling clams. <laughs> My dad used to always say all those like little phrases and I just have just kept them up even though they're really outdated. <laughs> But I don't know. Bringing them back. They're still there. Yeah, they're still there for sure. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, to jump in briefly into our little girl talk, I really my girl talk today, my updates for you, Carissa, and all of our lovely listeners, uh, it comes down, I don't, I'm just having one of those moments where, you know, you hustle and you bustle and you've got all these to-do lists and all these tasks and these projects that you're working on and people you're going to see. And I'm just having one of those moments where I just feel really, really grateful oh, for where I'm at. It. You know, and I really, I really mean it. And I'm, you know, in this wedding planning stage, I'm calling up all of my friends and getting to have these really awesome long conversations, inviting people on a bachelorette trip, which uh, Carissa is going with me. Um, but, you know, c- talking to all these folks, and it just makes me realize that this is, this is a moment in my life where everybody that I love that's really close to me, everyone's in a good spot. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's really healthy. Everyone's really happy. And just taking the time to recognize that and really appreciate this moment, because it, it probably is not always going to be this way, you know. Um, that's just the way life goes. But 
anyways, feeling a lot of gratitude for that, a lot of gratitude for your feedback. You guys that are listening to this podcast, um, especially after the stress one that we published a couple weeks ago, we got a lot of really great feedback. Thank you so much for your feedback. Even just pulling up posts and commenting on Instagram or commenting on the blog posts or leaving a review on iTunes, it means the world to us to know that you know, it, it resonates what we're saying with you guys. So yeah. thank you for that. And then I'm also feeling a lot of gratitude. Uh, this is the first time I think I've talked about it on here. It is. <laughs> I don't, oh yeah, it's, it's new. It's like a shiny new toy. <laughs> um, and I'm really excited about it. So I have been working kind of behind the scenes on a secret Fed and Fit project. And uh, it is, it's coming along. It's in its beta stage, so to speak. And I've got, if you're on my newsletter and you read all the way to the bottom, you will have seen um, a while back, I posted a call for applicants for people who wanted to participate in my beta group. And I got a whole bunch of applications. I was so flattered by the number of people who wanted to be a part of it. Uh, And at the end of the day, we got 25 to be in this group. And if you're one of those 25 and you're listening right now, just a huge another wave of gratitude also goes out to you in addition to everybody who applied and everybody who supports what we've got going on. But I'm just really humbled by the whole process, you know? It's like it's this first time I've stuck my 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 stuff out there in this capacity <laughs> and, and the feedback's been great. So anyway, I'm so excited for you. It's time. It's time. I mean, Gosh, you did it. just get like nominated for up and coming person to watch right oh that was so sweet um, yeah the so, editors. yeah everyone keep your eyes on cassie trust me i know <laughs> so does know she's got the inside <laughs> what happens when you know my skype name i just, I just love to chit chat yeah i'm i'm pumped so anyways that's my update for the day what's going on in your neck of the woods well today i'm actually um Back at April's house, which is awesome. And just so you guys know, we're recording this ahead of time. So <laughs> I'm not actually at April's house right now, but I am when we're recording this. Um, <laughs> just not to have confusion. So, which is awesome. She's got two new foster puppies. Uh, you guys know I love coming here. Um, if you don't, make sure to go give April a follow on Instagram. She's Peace Butterflies Paleo and... I don't know. We just have such a blast when we get together. We, you know, right now she's got bone broth going. We're going to put up a batch of kombucha she just did. So it's just fun to come here because she has this huge kitchen. And you guys know I'm not really into cooking, but when I get to come here, she cooks. And I don't know. It's just, it's fun. It's relaxing. It's low key. There's no stress. And that's like my getaway. So I do love it here. That's so um, sweet. If she ever wants to start up a legit paleo bed and breakfast, <laughs> bed and breakfast she should. I mean, <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. It's oh nice because you can come with your dog and, oh. you know, it's awesome. Oh, I would love that. So how was your um, Valentine's Day? You know what? It was really good. Uh, I didn't tell people until the very last minute, but um, we we went up to Austin and we tested out some food trucks actually that we're thinking about hiring uh, to cater our wedding. Nice. Because it's actually one of the easiest ways to get gluten-free, really good food to come to you. Yeah. 
So uh, we went up and did a little bit of that. And then the next day, I walked slash ran the Austin Half Marathon. Very nice. That's a great, great Valentine's Day. (laughs) How about you? Uh, Girl time, mimosas, pedicures, you know, the single girl stuff. Ooh, that sounds lovely. (laughs) Fun, fun, fun. So I have some exciting news. Speaking of food trucks in Austin... Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. So um, some of you may know that um, Cassie and I are huge fans of Picnic in Austin, uh, Naomi's uh, paleo food truck, and they do the buttered coffee there. And it's just uh, we really like supporting um, our local fellow paleo uh, companies and friends. Um, and not to mention, I mean, I'm sorry, I just have to yeah, go, go ahead. There's two other reasons, really good reasons why <laughs> we like to support Picnic. One, the coffee and the drinks and the goodies are literally going to change your world. They're so delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, I'm not exaggerating at all. No. And two, Naomi, the owner, is one of the cutest, nicest, sweetest people you will ever meet in your entire life. She gives the best hugs. She gives gives the the best best hugs ever. Yeah. She does. She really does. It's if you see her, it's one of those people that leave you with a great impression. You're like, oh, I'm going to have a better day now because I got to hang out with Naomi a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always sad when I, when I go up to picnic and I'm like, you like, they're like, you just missed her. She's on the run. I'm like, ah, I get my dopes. But everyone that works there is also awesome and, and super friendly. So I, I love all. All the people at Picnic. So Naomi is actually uh, wanting to support the Fed and Fit podcast, which I think is awesome and amazing and goes back to that whole thing of just feeling grateful. And I don't know. I think it's so amazing. So this is what she's doing for all of you listeners because all of you don't live in Austin. So what we're doing is uh, she is sponsoring our first ever listener giveaway on the podcast. So one winner is going to win a bag of coffee, a bottle of MCT, and a nice little snack pack that Naomi's going to handpick with some of the favorite goodies that she sells at Picnic. So this is going to be like you get to like have the taste of Picnic at home no matter where you live, which is awesome. So to enter this giveaway, all that you have to do is hop over to iTunes and sometime within the next um, two weeks, leave us a review on iTunes and we'll select a winner from, from that randomly. So we're really um, excited to be able to like do a giveaway for you guys and we're super thankful that Naomi wants to you know, help us out with that. Um, so we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, definitely. And we're going to be picking that from... Correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but from all the iTunes uh, reviews. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if so if you've left a review already, you know, don't worry. You don't have to go do another one. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. I'm so excited. If, if she's listening, thanks, Naomi and team at Picnic. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, today the topic that we really want to circle in on is, uh, like I said before, it's kind of a tough one to really put your thumb on, or it can be, but we're going to do our best to talk through it and give some tips, stuff that we've seen work in the past. Mm -hmm. So what we're talking about is it's the concept of how to bring, let's say, you as an individual with your goals or your success on a new healthy lifestyle, how to bring that together with maybe your family and your friends who maybe aren't necessarily there yet 
or at all or whatever the case may be. So how do we bring these two worlds together in a way that makes everybody feel great, I think? Yeah. I hope I put that correctly. It's going to make a lot more sense at the end of this conversation. <laughs> it'll it'll all come together. It'll all come together for sure. For sure. So um, you created some awesome steps here, which I love. Um, and I think that these are going to be just super helpful. So let's dive into them. So step one. Yeah. Okay. So step one. And this is this is really like... This is calling, this is talking to those people who have, let's say you've already done a challenge or you've done a, like a detox, like a sugar detox or something like that with mm-hmm. your friends or uh, maybe with the folks at your gym and you've completed that, you've been seeing all these awesome successes with it, you feel amazing and, uh, and now you're wanting to turn it into a real deal lifestyle, right? This grain-free, refined sugar-free, overall crap-free lifestyle. Right. So step one is you have all the success, you feel amazing, and now you want to share it with the world. You want to like tell everybody. You want to shout you it from tell, the mountaintops. Like, like, and, and people that you have no business talking to, too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. You find yourself, and I can, I can talk about this because I've totally been there, but you find yourself at the, at the grocery store, you know, in the checkout lane, oh and my gosh. you're loading up all of your lovely vegetables and, you know, two-thirds of your cart is our leafy greens and other sorts of cruciferous veggies, mm-hmm. right? And you're loading all that up and you've got your meats up there and maybe you've even got, a you know, a package of dark chocolate or something, you know, something fun and you feel really good about what you're buying. And you see the people behind you and they've got Diet Pepsi and they've got, you know, some ice creams and some a uh, whole bunch of freezer microwave meals, whatever it is. And and a part of you wants to be like, oh my goodness, I have to tell you about this thing. <laughs> you know? And it's not a it's not a judgment opportunity, but it's just like you just want to share this this new realization that you've had that if you cut out some of this stuff and you replace it with these other tasty foods, you'll just feel amazing. Um and so I've been there. You want to share it with the world. Yeah. Now what happens, step two, is so you've got these really great energies and these really great feelings. And the people who you want to share it with first are those that are closest to you, right? Mm-hmm. You want to call your parents. You want to tell your best friends. You want to go home and you want to tell your husband or significant other or your roommates. Um, and this is usually what happens. So you sit down and you're like, okay, let me tell you, the best way to go now is to stop eating grains, dairy, legumes, refined sugars, all that other artificial stuff that includes fake sweeteners. Basically everything you love. Everything you love. And you look at them and you're like, and you're going to feel amazing. And you're sitting there staring at them bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And their, their reaction usually is... They're completely taken aback, and yeah. it's almost like you're threatening to take the cupcake right out of their hand, right? <laughs> you know, and and it's so much easier for us who have been through it to see through the fog of you know you're not just leaving foods behind, but you're it's finding kind of like all that this- honeymoon stage. It's exactly a good way to and put you it. Get like so excited, but then you don't realize that you are being rude annoying uh you're just being like that person that like wants to it's i i i uh 
put it up against like kind of like looking at religion. Like mm-hmm. everyone has like a different spirituality or religion and you respect that. And then there are some people that go around, you know, that are just like so jazzed about what they found, but it becomes a turnoff. Mm-hmm. So then you're like, well, I don't want to be like those people because then I'm going to look like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You just, you, it's, it's so easy to be swept up in your excitement because it is a breakthrough. It's mm-hmm. a legit breakthrough that you've gone through and you've had if you've pursued a paleo type lifestyle. Um, but what happens is that when we share that, so like you, Carissa just said, when you share that a little, maybe too overzealous zealously is that a word mm-hmm. overzealously sure. <laughs> it is now closest to you it is now officially I'm calling Webster um <laughs> it can it can totally turn into a turnoff and yeah. they'll be like oh my gosh those paleo people are bananas and I want nothing to do with it right so step three is maybe you've had a couple of these conversations that backfired you're mm-hmm. still excited but right. you're a little hesitant and you realize that you want to live this way forever, right? You right. found a balance between that diet or challenge or detox, um, and you've turned that into a real lifestyle for yourself. And you want your family to be on board further because you you just see how much great can come from it. They'll feel better, they'll be healthier overall, and you really want them in it. Um, so you come to that conclusion, but now you're a little nervous about maybe approaching it. So step four. Because of the possibly overzealous sharing of the new you <laughs> and maybe the not great reactions you received, um, you, you're trying to think of a new avenue to share this with those closest to you that's not going to turn them off, right? Right. And so this is really the meat of what we want to talk about today is let's say you've gotten to this point or right. maybe we've helped you get to this point without having any backfired conversations. Yeah, uh, I mean, let's just preface it and say if you're just at step 1, stop mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Don't go through steps 2, 3 and 4. No, just you don't have to. Right to <laughs> what and listen to the meat of what we're going to say next because trust me, I wish someone would have been like, "Would you just shut up?" Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, goodness. That's exactly it. Yeah. You know, that's just kind of the natural progression. And we're hoping that you can, oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite quotes. But if I've seen farther than others, it's because I've stood on the shoulders of giants. And Mm -hmm. I can never remember who quoted that. I'm sure I could Google it. um, Or one of you listeners can tell me. But, you know, yeah, see farther than all of us who have made all of these um, missteps. Ridiculous. Yeah. So anyways, so let's, let's get into it, Cassie. So what are some things to remember, um, that you would say are like your top tips for, you know, that you've gotten to this step for, you realize you want to make these changes, but now you're like, well, how do I do this without, you know, being that person? So totally. Okay. Things to remember really easy ones. Number one, this is my favorite one (laughs) is to keep your eyes on your own plate. Okay, this is a tough one for those of us who are so excited. And this also counts for keep your eyes on your own grocery cart. Yes, um, do. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but the or absolute- on your own Instagram, you know, that yeah. can come into effect too. Your own totally. social media, like, you know, don't you go correcting are- people. <laughs> exactly, because where you are in your health journey, it's a very personal thing. Um, and we'll talk about this in a second, but just focus on that where you are and don't yeah. necessarily think of it as a constant opportunity to educate others. And remember that the absolute 
worst time in the entire world, in my opinion, to bring up your new lifestyle is when the plates hit the table, yes. right? You had an, an no one will want to go out to eat with you otherwise. They won't. No. Well, you just make it doesn't make people feel great. It's like they're <laughs> no. two bitefuls into their lovely marinara pasta with chicken parmesan, and they've got their big goblet of red wine and chocolate cake coming next, and they're so excited about their meal. <laughs> and you're sitting there with your, you know, spinach and salmon and maybe you also have a glass of red wine but you're like well have you ever thought about you know reducing grains because they do xyz for you it just makes the other person feel terrible right so that's the worst time next (laughs) tip this is a good one um that carissa brought up actually do you want to talk about it yeah i mean this is just what we were talking about is when you are seeing what other people are doing like maybe you're at work and you've got your lunch and someone else has a different lunch. Um, don't go around pointing things that fall out of this new lifestyle. Don't go pointing it out and be like, oh, well, you shouldn't be doing this because of this and this and this. Oh, well, you shouldn't be eating this, this and this. Don't you know you should be standing at your desk all day? You shouldn't be sitting down. Don't you need to be doing... Like nobody wants to be around that person. So, you know, don't... Focus on yourself Put your energy on yourself. Don't go around pointing your finger at other people. Well, that's yeah. the worst. And, in, and you know, and where is it? It may not make them want to be around you. Even worse, it may cause them to not even want to entertain the thought of a new healthy right. um, lifestyle. So it, Which it brings, brings up us an right extra into barrier. our next tip. Yep. Yeah, is to let your success speak for itself. Mm-hmm. So those folks that are hanging out with you, they're going to be spending time with a bright, happy, more energized you. And that is going to woo them. And that's going to really inspire some curiosity on their point. What have you done? You're just glowing. Right. You know, when they come to you and they ask you, that's a really great opportunity to share what's going on. Yes. You know, I've been eating a lot of vegetables. I love vegetables. I stopped buying meats that had antibiotics and hormones. And I drink a whole lot more water. And I stopped. I gave up Diet Cokes, you know. Yeah. That's a really great opportunity to share. Yeah. If someone asks you, let the floodgates open, you can let them know everything at that point. But wait till the person shows curiosity because then that means that they actually want to know and are interested and will listen versus someone, if someone's not asking you, don't tell them. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, Let's see. And then other ways that, other tips um, for that person who's kind of in between their own healthy lifestyle breakthrough and trying to communicate that with the rest of the world. So this comes down to just straight up food practices, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So let's say first scenario, you've got kids and they're young kids and they're picky eaters. Uh, They won't touch any, I don't know, hypothetically, they won't touch anything green. Um, Chicken fingers are their favorite food. So start, and that's, I totally understand it. Just start experimenting with healthy swaps, maybe one at a time. Yeah. You know, swap out uh, one of the things in their lunchbox and then slowly see what the, what the kids are happy about, what your kids are enjoying, and then get that one food, healthy food nailed down and move on to the next one. If you want to just slowly transition, if that's what you're looking for. Um, and if you're the cook at home for adults, 
maybe that means you're like in a situation like mine, I've got my fiance and I pretty much do all the cooking in our house, um, or you've got adult children, just cook what you want to cook. You know, there's a lot of people that I talk to that um, feel the extra burden of a healthy lifestyle because now all of a sudden they have to make two casseroles. They have to make one casserole with spaghetti squash and they have to make another casserole with uh, pasta, angel hair pasta or whatever it is that their family will eat. Um, You know, it's a good opportunity to maybe put your foot down and say, this is what we're eating and it's going to be delicious and they're going to like it, I promise. Um, Eventually, there's some really great recipes out there. Mm -hmm. Chris, I think you may have had some thoughts on that one in particular. Yeah, I think... um... The way I look at it is I think it's it's very individual for families. So I think that there's two ways that you can go. And I think if you um, – you can take a hard line mm-hmm. um, and, you know, just <clears throat> say this is, you know, how we're going to eat. This is what we're eating. You know, the kids won't starve. And you may have a couple days of tantrums and, you know, but – when it comes down to it, it's your household, you're paying the bills, you're in control, the kids are not in control. Um, of course, they want to eat all that other stuff, you know, why? Because it's loaded with sugar and it's addictive, and that's a whole other podcast. But mm-hmm. there's that. And then also, I have another cha- um, thought on that too is like, if you don't have the support of a spouse and you're just starting to make these changes for yourself, like, I think it's okay to go ahead and make the two meals and just focus your energy on yourself because sometimes adding in that extra stress of having to deal with the tender tantrums and people complaining, oh, what's this? I don't like this, can bring so much stress that you can end up falling off the wagon yourself. Yeah. So I would just say assess where you are. Is your partner on board? Is it not on board? Do you have a partner? Like, Just see where your support systems are and then are you ready to kind of like really be able to help others or do you still need to be spending time focusing on yourself? That's the only note I would kind of just adjust from there and then figure out which way works best for you. I think that's great. That's really solid advice. At the end of the day, pick the path of least resistance for you and your life. Yeah, for you sure. Know, um, if, if you're going to throw your hands up in the air and stop eating this way that makes you feel great because you don't have time. Um, you feel like you don't have time to cater to everybody in your life mm-hmm. and the way that they will eat. You know, that's a really good, maybe opportunity to pull back. And like Carissa said, do something just for yourself. Um, but yeah, pick the past path of least resistance for you and yourself and, and, and pursue that. There's no one right way. Yeah, totally. And I love, um, this whole idea of, uh, I love putting your foot down and I love like, like if you go to like a potluck or a family gathering, make what you want to make and bring it, you know, they don't have to eat it and you have something there that you know you can eat. So totally. And I also, you know, the recipe developer slash foodie in me (laughs) likes to use potlucks and family gatherings as an excuse to recipe test. (laughs) Well, yes, exactly. To test things. <laughs> I want to sneak over people's shoulders be like, um, you know that potato salad doesn't actually have any potatoes in it. It's cauliflower. <laughs> I just love to watch reactions. But uh, that aside, make, you know what, use those as an opportunity to make your favorite, best tasting, clean, real food meal that mm-hmm. you've got in your arsenal. 
And that's a really good way to woo people. That's one of my favorite things to do is I'll show up at a party and I'll show up with a new tart or some cookies or or a roast or a dip or something and wait until people are begging for the recipe. Wow, this is so good, blah, blah, blah. Well, it also happens to be really good for you or better for you. Yes. So use that as a good opportunity to to woo people. For sure. Um, yeah. Hey, so speaking of food, I think we should move on to our Fed segment. Let's. And um, yeah, Cassie has some awesome, easy food swaps for those of you that are trying to maybe sneak one over on people in your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you want to just, if you're kind of more in the camp where you want to slowly transition your family over, little baby steps, mm-hmm. um, there are some easy foods that you can use that you can swap out today. Uh, number one are fruit gummies or jello or however you like to use gelatin. Uh, Great Lakes gelatin is my favorite brand. It's grass fed, made from grass-fed beef, so it's really good for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like we could spend an entire podcast talking about the benefits of gelatin, (laughs) but uh, it's great. You use it just like you would use gelatin packets that you found at the grocery store. You mix it with fruit purees or juice, and you can, if you use a lot, you can make really hard, yummy gummies that are like candies, or if you don't use that much, you can turn it into more of a jello or a custard, so there's a lot of options. If you want to go to my blog and look for some options, just Google uh, gelatin. Um, Number, the second easy food swap are breakfast meats. Yes. So, breakfast sausage and bacon, uh, they... They have a, definitely have a place, I think, in a real food lifestyle, but the traditional options that you might grab at the grocery store also have some extra sugars and other ingredients that maybe aren't necessarily in line with a real food or a paleo-type lifestyle. You know, there's some areas for improvement, right. and that's a really easy one to swap. No one will ever know if you have a cleaner uh, option for breakfast sausage. So just or try just to moving it. away from the cereal. To some bacon, and I don't think anyone's going to complain about that in your house. Totally, that's a great point. Exactly, Beg- eggs and bacon, and some fruit, and some other sort of, uh, you know, if you can get some sort of a vegetable on the plate. That'd Sorry, be- kids, I ran out of cereal. We're going to have to have bacon. Like, no one's going to complain. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, another one: uh, smoothies. You know, they don't know what you put in there, anyways. That's so true. So sneak it in. Sneak it in there. You know, throw some, uh, gosh, if it's a dark smoothie, you know, dark berries, you could easily throw some spinach in there. You don't have to use milk. You can use coconut milk. Or if you have a really clean, carrageenan-free almond milk at home, you can use that. Mm-hmm. Um, pot roast and root, root vegetables are always a crowd pleaser. So throw a big roast and some parsnips, carrots, and beets in your slow cooker and you will have a whole bunch of happy campers. I always tell new clients when they are transitioning over their family, like think about meals that traditionally don't come with a lot of starchy sides. So like meatloaf Mm -hmm. um, or kebabs or steaks on the grill, and you can just do potatoes, or, you know, if you're okay with white white rice, you can even do that. Like, there's just, if you think about not stepping so far away from the norm, and instead think of things that are already, you know, not super starchy, but crowd pleasers for your family. So, yeah, you know, doesn't, you don't have Again, to reinvent the wheel. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. The path of least resistance. Go yeah. that route. Mm-hmm. If they love pot roast, well, then make them pot roast. Yes. Um, and then if there's any other food that you're looking for, you know, you want chicken fingers or French fries or your family loves chicken tetrazzini, Google it. I guarantee you somebody out there in the blog world has recreated a clean recipe version of that dish. Yeah. Um, I've got almost 300 recipes on my blog alone and there is an army an amazing army of recipe developers and recipe blogs out there yep. that have done the work for you so use and i'll just resources. give a quick little shout out to um one of the bloggers that i really like they took this this whole thing that we've talked about today they took it and made it a concept for their blog which i think was so smart and i think she has a book coming out soon too but it's called he won't know it's paleo And she actually talks about her personal story, how for a quite extended period of time, she was cooking paleo and he had no idea. And then one day she just kind of said, hey, you know, for the last couple months and, you know, so you can be stealthy about it. Bravo to her. And I think she has a book coming out about like how she did that. And then like recipes that are kind of like sneaky swaps, like we were just talking about. So Maybe we'll have to see if we can get her on the podcast. That would be yeah, fun. that'd be fun. Put it what out there cool in the concept. universe. <laughs> That's a really cool concept. You know, people always ask Austin, my fiance, they're like, so Austin, are you paleo? <laughs> and because that's just an easy question for people to ask. Right. And uh, he says, no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not paleo at all. And really, if you want to think about it, unless I'm out of town and our meals are apart, the guy eats totally grain free. <laughs> He just just has no idea because I just make foods that he likes. Yeah. So anyways, that's really cool. Those are our tips um, on food. And really quickly, we can jump through into our fitness segment. Carissa, I know you've got um, an easy movement to go over with us today. Yeah. So I think people forget about the basics. And I know that we really like covering basics here. And I will tell you, push-ups... I mean, they are amazing. They work every part of your body. I think anything body weight is just, if you can have control over your own body weight, that's very impressive. That's the amount of strength. Um, I just, I'm very turned on by those types of movements. I just think it's it's very impressive when you can do that. The great thing, other thing about push-ups is you can do them anywhere. Um, so again, I know, Back in the beginning, we talked about planks. Push-ups are another great exercise. And I'll give you guys some really quick modifications. So if you can't do a full, I don't like that they call them boy and girl push-ups, by the way. But mm-hmm. if you can't do a full um, push-ups from your toes and your hands, then you can start with a push-up on the wall. So you can just put your hands up on the wall and then just try to use as much as your body weight to create resistance. And you can start there. And then from there, you can move um, to like a lower bench or table. So you're even more at an elevation. Um, And then from there, you can move to the floor on your knees. And then from there, you should be able to move up. Um, And I will say a lot of of things I saw as a trainer is a lot of times... um, Women, especially, they would stay on their knees too long. So if you can do 10 on from your knees, you should be able to do one. Um, so if you're able to do push-ups from your knees, stop doing them that way and start making yourself do full push-ups. Because the way you get better at push-ups is to do more push-ups. 
<laughs> Absolutely. That's uh, one of my favorite coaches said that all the time. He wouldn't, he actually wouldn't encourage girls or anybody to do knee push-ups. Right. I think um, it's, it's a good place to start, but I don't think you should stay there very long. If you yeah. can do 10 good ones from your knees, kibosh that. And, yeah. you know, even if you can just do one a day, do one a day. Um, I will say a couple ways to quickly um, motivate yourself with push-ups is there's a lot of free applications out there um, for smartphones. There's like, um, I think they're called like 100 push-ups. And every day it gives you um, X amount of number of push-ups to do. So maybe one day you'll do five push-ups and rest for a minute and then do another five push-ups. But it's a nice progression and it works your way through to where you're doing 100 push-ups. And I know that sounds crazy to do that many, but if you stick with it every day, it's not that crazy. Um, And you're going to feel better and it's something you can do anywhere. You don't have to have a gym membership or fancier equipment. You can start today. So I really like the whole philosophy behind um, body weight movements. Another way that you can motivate yourself that I always like is set up your own prize. Like maybe your goal is to do 15 full push-ups. So maybe figure out, okay, when I do 15 full push-ups, I'm going to go treat myself to a massage or I'm going to go get my nails done or um, whatever it is. Or maybe every day that you try to reach your goal, you put like a dollar in the bucket and then you have all that money when you you get to your goal. However you want to do it is fine. Now, if you are already really good at push-ups and you can do them, I'm going to go ahead and give um, Cassie a link to put in our podcast notes of a video that I love that shows crazy modifications for push-ups to make them even harder, and it's so much fun. So I'll put that up there so you guys can watch that. It's it's a riot. <laughs> Some of the things you're like, wait a minute, What? <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. That's you know, funny. I I uh I've I've been crossfitting for the last I guess five ish years. And uh so I I if you are a crossfitter, you know what the CrossFit push up is like. You go all the way down to the floor. Mm-hmm. And um I, <laughs> it's one of those things I, I like push ups, but I kind of even after five years I just do them to get through them. Yes. Um I, I go all the way down to the floor and maybe sometimes I take a little extra rest, but I like that full range of motion. Yes. Oh, I'm big on going all the way down. Yeah. I, I do like the full range of motion. So Awesome. I love that. That's a really great tip. And there's a bunch of um home mobility wads if you really want to mix it up that incorporate push ups too. Yeah. Cool. Well, I hope that everybody enjoyed today's episode. I did. <laughs> yeah, it's too much fun. It is um, too much remember fun. to leave a review so you can enter into the giveaway. And if you're hankering for some granola, please go check out our friends Denise and Kevin over at the Granola Bar and use our little code that Brendan talks about in the beginning and help them out as well. And yeah, we love all of our local peeps. We do. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back again next week.